Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Today's date is Friday, July 16, 2021. And today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are at chapter six on page 72, the first paragraph starting with having made our personal inventory. What shall we do about it? Just unpacking that one paragraph. Today's readers are Lisa B, Vanita L, Tenzin P, and Davlin E, Christine G, our newcomer greeter, Katie G, and our host, Rudy R. Thank you to Team Friday. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, July 15th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 17,362. That's 17362. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 17,363. 17363. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behavior and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Davlin E. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Davlin. Good morning. My name is Davlin E. and I am a compulsive overeater living in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsible readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you so much, Davlin. I will now ask for Christine G. to read the 12 Traditions. Go ahead, Christine. Good morning. This is Christine G., Illinois, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group but never endorsed finance or lend the OA name to related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, SOA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you so much, Christine. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study. In the big book, we are on page 72, the beginning of chapter six called Into Action, and we will be reading that first paragraph and I would like Lisa B. to take it away. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, 
a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which when completed will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our defects. This brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapter. Wow. Well, welcome to all of our newcomers and people coming back and struggling. There is so much promise in this paragraph, but it's easy to to miss it, you know. So the first thing is it's telling me that I have been trying to have a new attitude. You know, new means not existing before. Now, for the first time, a new relationship with my creator. And creator is, you know, the person or thing that brought me into existence. You know, my maker, the author. I've also read The Lover of My Soul. And that's, that's my whole purpose for doing this. And it's to get a, a rough idea and understanding, this is what I've been writing about in the inventory, of the obstacles, those things that have been blocking me from this relationship, you know, with this wonderful power that is the source of my solution here. And then I love when it says the weak items, you know, I put my finger on the weak items in my personal inventory. And, you know, the weak items are not the things you did to me, but the weak items are what I've learned in, in column four, you know, and those weak means under strain and pressure, it collapses, you know, so I've been living a very weak, frail existence that's ineffective. And then it's describing the fifth step. You know, it's saying that this is going to require action. That's the title of this chapter. It's requiring action on my part, which when completed, and this is wonderful, will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being. I'm coming out of hiding, coming out of darkness. And then it says, these are about to be cast out. You know, and that's not just like a, that's, that's a wonderful thing. You know, that's what I've been wanting. Cast out means banish, toss, throw away. And that is a promise. It can be cast out. This program is a miraculous program of action. It's not a magical. And as we keep going on in the steps, you know, we'll see that we can live in that fourth dimension and that, in that miracle way of being, and it can be cast out. And it says this brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery. And that's what I have to remember. You know, this is a program of recovery. There's 12 steps and we're going to learn more and more about the fifth step. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Fabulous, Lisa. Thank you so much for getting us started. Uh, Now we'd love to hear from you. So if you, uh, although we do um, appreciate your experience, strength, and hope, if you shared in the last couple of days, we ask that you hold off, so say Thursday or Wednesday, uh, so that others can share their experience, strength, and hope. So who would like to share? Hi, Wanda R. Gotcha, Wanda. Rita Rita R. Oh, Rita Rita R. R. Margot R. Yeah. Okay, thank you. And Janice PM. Janice. Gotcha. H. Joe H. Anyone else? 
All right, we've got a fabulous five group here. Wanda R, Rita R, Margot R, hopefully I got those right, Janice PM, and Joe H. All right, Wanda, you're up. Please go ahead. Yeah, good morning, everybody. It's beautiful here. I hope everybody has a great day. God bless you all. And I wanted to share uh, a little writing and inspired by what we heard and what was read. Faith calms the waters of resentment and fear. It makes the path and journey so clear. It gets rid of hate so you can walk through the gate to get to the miracles. So don't be late and make God wait to deliver your fate of good attitudes and cheer every day of the year. So let go of sorrow and be ready for tomorrow. We all have our part to deliver our heart, to love from the start and do the steps sure and well, as tonight will tell as you lay down your head upon your bed and have neither regret nor dread. So keep up the good work and grow like a flower and accept the sun and the shower to become strong and depend on the great higher power. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Wanda. Okay, Rita R., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, please go ahead. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you, all visionaries. I love this meeting. I've been listening for a long, well, for over a year now, um, speaking up, claiming my seat, shaking a bit. Um, and so I just um, uh, completed my um, my step four and five, and um, what I after finishing my fifth step, I felt a reemergence of all the character defects that um, you know that I had identified, and um, and uh, realized that you know I wasn't entirely ready to let some of them go. And um, so I'm looking at, um, you know, this paragraph and, um, you know, the idea that they'll be cast out. And I I think I did have a little bit of a magical, um, uh, magical thinking that they would be, you know, cast out. Um, And I appreciate what um, the first speaker said about you know, uh, the definition for weak, undistrained, and collapses, because what all of this has done is brought me back to step two. Because, um, you know, my character defects of self-pity and victimhood and, um, you know, willfulness, et cetera, um, you know, it's all because of, not wanting to face my multitude of fears. Well, in step two, um, you know, and and three, and 
uh, tells me to rely on a power greater than myself. And um, so I'm uh, really um, thankful for uh, allowing me to share today, and I pass. Thank you, Rita. And Rita is from where, Rita? Massachusetts. All right. Thank you, Rita, from Massachusetts. Awesome. Okay, Margo, it's your turn. Please go ahead. And then followed by Janice P.M. Margo, Margo R., did I get that right? Please press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Margo R. Can I be heard? Yes, please go ahead. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, um, where it says, having made personal inventory, what shall we do about it? What have you been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator to discover what obstacles in our path? We've admitted certain defects, and we have ascertained in a rough way what our trouble is. We have put our finger on the weaker items in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. Um, When I did my inventory with my sponsor, I realized that I had these items in my inventory, and they were to be cast out, and this required action on my part. And when that was completed, it meant that I had to admit these to God and to myself and to another human being, the exact nature of my defect. Um, This was the fifth step of recovery as it was described in the uh, preceding chapter. Um, I love this paragraph because it details to me the beginning of step five, and that is, you know, that I admit these things to another human being. Um, What I did was I I sat after I did my fourth step and I was very clear about what I'd done, um, what it affected, how it affected me, and the areas and columns, you know, three, four, you know, and um, what the areas of my life where I had been selfish, self-centered, dishonest, and afraid, and, um, you know, whom had I harmed, I had to take to my sponsor and share it with her, and then I had to ultimately share it with God so that the fifth step promises in my life could come true and I could become clear and clean. And when I did that, my 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 abstinence became greater because I was no longer carrying the burden. And God removed from me these defective character as it comes true in step seven. Step five is the beginning. And in step seven, that can't come true until I get clear about what I have in my inventory. And so these things are very important to me because it all begins here. This is the beginning of the journey of the rest of the 12 steps. And so this is something that is very important to me. And it's an important part of the journey of the 12 steps. And I um, really believe that this is something that... Oops, I'm sorry, there's my time. Okay. 
So thank you very much. I believe that this is something that can become an important part of our getting clear and coming clean and having these things removed so that we can have a better 12-step experience with God, our sponsor, and our fellows around us. Thank you for allowing me to share. I'm Margot R. from Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you, Margot from Ohio. Next up, we have Janice P.M. Go ahead, Janice. Well, thank you so much, Amy, and good morning to everyone. My name is Janice P.M., and I'm from Massachusetts. (laughs) Okay, so this is the beginning. The chapter says, into action. This is more action of of our fourth step to the ninth step. That shows me, you know, if you didn't do the fourth step, fourth step, you know, you really can't go on. But we do this for the uh, the fourth step. Didn't is not for me to find out what I am, but I found out that I'm what I'm not, and these are the weaknesses, you know, um, that I have. And you know, my higher power, whom I choose to call God, always goes to the weak weak one in food in uh, relationships, in uh, resentments. The weak are chosen, and I'm a weak one. Uh, And when we surrender and become very honest, there is God. So we can be fooling ourselves in self-deception up to this this step, but, you know, it's not going to work because we're trying I was trying. Let's do I. I've been trying. You know, I did my personal inventory to get a new attitude, new relationship with my God, which I did. But you know, the weak items in my in my inventory, you have to be surrendered. Now, that's the problem. And I, you know, I I can't try to cast these out myself. It says now. These are about to be cast out. Hmm. By me? No. By a higher power because I'm powerless. That's what it means to me. It doesn't say that I will be, I will learn how to deal with my honesty, with my resentments, with my fears. It says they will be cast out. So it shows me that I cannot do it. So that's the problem. So what is the solution? It's the action that I'm going to take to admit these weaknesses to my God, to myself, and to another human being. doesn't say beings. I don't have to tell the world. But this is what, what the action is. We're going to do that in the fifth step. And, you know, when we do that, what's the answer? What's the, we will, we will be better. We will be free. We will be closer to our higher power and our attitudes and relationships with him will be different. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Janice PM from Massachusetts. Joe H., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Joe, on uh, press star one to unmute, please. 
Joe, 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 Joe. No, Joe. Okay, maybe I heard that wrong. Or you can circle back for the next group of people. That would be great. Okay, so who else would like to share on what was read? Please go ahead. Give me your name. Chuck, Chuck K. Chuck. Loretta H. Chuck K. Loretta H. Rebecca B. Rebecca. Anita mm-hmm. L. Anita. Melissa C. Melissa. Going once, going twice. Okay. We have Chuck K, Loretta H, Rebecca B, Vanita L, Melissa C. Chuck K, you're up. Please go ahead. Hey, good morning. I am Chuck K. I'm a compulsive overeater in Georgia. And uh, I like to focus on the word action. And the book in this paragraph tells me what I can expect if I do the work. And that's a big if, if I do the work. If I do it when I'm completing my step four and working on my step five with another person, uh, I think as a side note, God creates opportunities for me to learn to trust someone. And I'm trusting someone in a deep and effective way, more so than my friends or even my family, even my wife, with some of the things that I'll discover. But also, God tells me that this is enough. And what will happen is my ego will get wrapped up in, have I done enough? Is this working? Is this going to happen for me? And those are all the discussions that my ego has set in place so that I'll get off of the action, the things I can do in a day. And particularly when I'm in the uh, living in steps 10, 11, and 12, and we know step 10 is a recurrence of step four through nine. And my ego will say, well, this may not be a big problem. You don't need to speak to anybody about this. Or uh, you can just go to God with it. That's what this is all about. And we'll hear the phrase that a a solitary self-appraisal is insufficient. And I think that's important. All these concepts are important for me to understand. But I think it all begins with the action. You know, my default is to think things through, to try to figure something out. Understand why it's working. And the funny thing is I'll never know. I'll never know these things. So the more time I spend trying to do those things, I'm really spinning my wheels. And as I'm learning in step four, the, the, the baser defects of my character, I have something I can do about these. If I, have, if I take the action, I give them away, and I continue doing it. And that's what's required. God tells me. Okay, Chuck, good job. You did it. Do it again. Do it again. As I'm living my life every day, I'm doing it again and again and again. And then you know what happens? A glorious day comes where these things that I've been told to do that I may not even believe will work for me, and I don't understand how they'll work, they become a part of my life. I can't live my life without doing these things. The food isn't even a thought anymore. And that's a wonderful place to be. So I I pray for everyone on the line that they continue doing it again. Even if you don't understand all of this, even if this is your first time or your 200th time, just keep doing it again. And I believe that miracles will occur in your life as well. 
Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Chuck K. As they say, don't walk out five minutes before the miracle. Okay, Loretta H., please go ahead. Good morning, Amy, and everyone on this line who saved my life, especially my God. This is Loretta H., recovered in Raleigh, North Carolina. And this is, for me, an attitude adjustment because I was thinking of the word action. And today, my action is not my direction, but God's direction. You know, he is basically my director. And and when the word action is used, it's under his umbrella as opposed to under my umbrella. And uh, this part of the process of working with death was very, very enlightening to me because I grew up in a religion where you confessed everything, but then you went out and did it again and again and again. And today, with God's grace and learning that this is um, who God wants me to be, once I see who God wants me to be, then I can find God because that's the blockage. Uh, and it says that on one once I found God, I found myself. And so this has to be an attitude adjustment for me, that when I do have these defenses of character, and with God's grace, I do step 10 with that. And then, of course, in my 11th um, nightly review, I also review it again, so that I have some sort of understanding of who I am in this day. And that's what's so marvelous about the fourth step and the fifth step is because it gives me the opportunity to be, it says it's cast out, or it gives me the opportunity to be part of a cast. And the cast is I can walk out into this world as a free person because I'm not carrying all these grudges and perceptions and everything about everybody else. And the only person that I need to keep looking at is Loretta, my side of the street, I don't, can't take anybody else's spiritual temperature. You know, the only one I can take is mine. That's the ability that these steps give me. So today, with God's grace and mercy, I have the ability for an attitude adjustment, and that means God is giving me the humility to change. And I'm so grateful because a wretch like me this is amazing grace. So I am so grateful for all of you. And this program of just finding every single day who God wants me to be. And what a miracle that is. Because underneath it all, the weaknesses would prevail um, and destroy me. And with that, I cast. Thank you so much, Loretta. All right. Rebecca B. Followed by Vanita L. Go ahead, Rebecca. Hi, this is Rebecca B. from Wisconsin. Uh, good morning, Great, everybody. Rebecca. I was reading, um, we, we have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. And what that reminded me is that um, when I went through my fourth step, I would say I began to get the understanding of a pattern of selfishness and self-seeking and dishonesty, controlling, you know, other other character defects, um, and and maybe 
beginning to get the understanding of it at that point was all I could take. Um, but as I continue working the steps, um, all of a sudden it's becoming more and more clear. And I know sometimes I hear the analogy, um, it's like peeling an onion as we go through recovery. Uh, I've always been a fan of artichokes. So I think about, you know, you peel away the leaves of the artichoke and you're left with the heart at the center. Um, and for me, this recovery journey is a little bit like getting to the heart of the matter, um, you know, what's at our core. And um, the more action uh, that I take and, and doing my nightly 10th step and really being, you know, um, willing to be honest, the more I discover and the more that God helps me to, um, you know, to figure out how to um, address those character defects and how to be a little more willing to have him remove them. Um, so what began as, gosh, I'm selfish. Uh, I never thought of myself as selfish. Um, has developed into, holy cow, that was selfish. Um, and so um, the the realization over time seems to um, get clearer and clearer in the, in the mirror. Um, and I'm grateful for that and grateful for a program where it no longer has to build up and eat away inside, uh, but that I have a, a program of action, a process where each day I can deal with the things that pop up, either situations in life or my own character defects that come up, you know, like that old whack-a-mole game. Um, and I've got a way to, uh, to work through it. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Vanita. All right, Melissa C., please go ahead. I'll take some more names. Hi, good morning. Thanks. I thought there was someone before me. <laughs> Thank you for your service this morning. My name is Melissa Samer, recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. And, um, you know, I read this and I'm like, well, why do I why do I need to have this whole other step, like, just for this? And isn't it enough that I've just done the inventory? And, you know, wouldn't it just be assumed that I'm going to share it? Like, what? What? of course I'd be sharing it. I've got a sponsor, right? But, um, you know, those of us, um, well, I could speak for myself. No, it's not assumed anything because I'm not able to, like, doesn't come natural to me to share the exact nature of anything. You know, what I tend to share is is the surface, is the story, right? And it and it and in order for me to get a relationship with my creator, I have to get to the heart of it. I've got to get to those themes, those central themes and um you know, that I found when I when I gave away my inventory, and I've seen it when I've done it with other people, that's what we get to together. And, you know, I know the next, the next paragraph is really the one that I love, you know, when it talks about doing it alone is insufficient. But it is, it is implied here, too, because it says we're going to give it to God, you know, and to another human being. And um, why? You know, I think, like, why do I need the other person there? Um, and, well, I'm after a relationship with my creator, 
right? And I think about my creator, and I loved the 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 one that in that I can't remember who it was today that gave that description of what uh, I think it was Lisa Thanks who gave the description of what a creator is, the lover of my soul. Well, this lover of my soul um, created me to be a soul being. You know, I'm not, I say like I'm not a snake and I'm not a spider. I'm a human being and I'm meant to live in community with other people. And my defects blocked me off from doing that. And when I get rigorously honest with another person and I help, and they help me find out what those rough things are, I actually get closer to becoming what my creator intended me to be, a social being. And, um, and those walls, you know, the things that I that thought I had to keep up to keep me safe, those secrets I had about myself, they no longer feel necessary. I feel closer to other people when I've been able to really get to the heart of who I am. And then, you know, humility, right? We're learning humility here, and I'll just wrap up with this, which humility is a clear understanding of who I, what I am and a desire to be better. And that's really what this is all about. Um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Melissa, thank you so much. And I beg Vanita and Rebecca's pardon there. I got everybody's names mixed up. So I skipped you, Vanita. So please go ahead and share before we take more names. I beg your pardon. Thanks. Go ahead, Vanita. Thanks, Amy. Um, yeah, my name is Vanita L. I'm in Georgia. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater who is recovered but not cured and super grateful yeah so I participate to get left I participate so that I belong and so that I feel like I belong right so that little tiny incident right it's like no I'm going to get on and say hey I'm here Um, and it's important for me to say hey I'm here and it's important for me to show up and speak out and I just, um, in the process of finishing a step four, I really focused on how I enact the disease isolation. And um, that's been really eye-opening to see, like, it's in these little choices. And so, obviously, I've been opened up to new experiences. And um, I haven't shared that in my fifth step yet. That'll be on um, Sunday. But I'm super excited to have the awareness about how that disease of isolation, which is a major character defect of mine that has caused a lot of pain in my life, which would feed the eating stuff. So I'm super grateful about that. And I'm super grateful for all my connections with the people on this line. And thanks for remembering me, Amy. Yes. Well, thanks for your patience, Anita. Appreciate it. Okay. So who else would like to share on what was read today? We are on page 72, chapter six, the first paragraph. We'd love to hear from you. We got time. Phil M. Marie B. Joanne. I'm sorry, who was that first? Sue? Philomena? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get your name. 
Wait, everybody stop for a second. I, I was still trying to get the first person. Who was that again? Marie B. All right, Marie B. Oh, Phil M. Okay, F. gotcha. Phil M. Lynn F. What, what B? Somebody B? Royce. Royce Ann. Oh, Royce. Royce Ann. All right, so I have Marie B., Phil M., Lynn S., Royce Ann. Who did I miss? Hello. Anyone else did I miss? Okay. So we have uh, Marie B., Phil M., Lynn S., and Royce Ann. All right, Marie, please go ahead. Not a Marie. Good morning. Yes, I'm here. Yay. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service this morning and uh and leading us through this wonderful, wonderful um paragraph. So my name is Marie B. I'm a recovered compulsive eater uh here in Jacksonville, Florida. So I was thinking as as we were reading this paragraph, um that this this program is really teaching me to live life on a spiritual basis. And these are the these are actually these these different ways of getting in touch with my higher power and staying in touch with my higher power and clearing out those things that are blocking me. And one of the things that I did not get for so long um, was that uh, this is a spiritual life and I have to live it on a spiritual basis. And part of that, part of me being having a spiritual life, and this was this was um, this was not a welcome news to me. Um, is what I learned in the fifth step, and that is I was meant to live in the light, not the dark. And the the dark for me was the isolation, not sharing it, sharing how I felt with anyone else, not sharing the exact nature of my wrongs, because of my character defects, because I was so ashamed. And um, uh, in this paragraph is telling me what I get. What I get when I um, start living in the light and sharing uh, my the exact nature of my wrongs, because really it's, that's that's really what this the fourth step was to do, and the fifth step is to do, as we'll find out, is to help me see those those the nature of my defects. Not that I'm a bad person; it's just how I thought I was trying to live and what I needed uh, to live. It says I'm going to have a new attitude and a new relationship with my Creator. And it says I'm going to discover the obstacles in my path. And and I cannot do that by myself. I, I wanted to. I tried to. I worked really hard. I went to lots of places, but I could not do it by myself. And I couldn't do it just one time. And this is teaching me the technique, basically, of how do I um, stay on a spiritual path. And it, it absolutely requires the the acknowledgement and the humility of going to another person and saying, this is what I did. Please help me see what I did that was getting between me and God. Um, and and that is how it gets cast out. And this, and this paragraph is preparing me for doing something I never wanted to do, which was to talk to another human being about those things that I had the most shame about and to share that with them and also to listen and appreciate their feedback 
and know that it's coming from my higher power because I was so blocked, my higher power had to go through someone else who was not blocked, so another recovered person. So thank you so much for letting me share this morning in our past. Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Marie. Phil M., you're up. Please go ahead. Um, uh, hello, this is Phil M. Uh, thank you for hearing me, Amy, and thank you for your service. Um, yeah, it's it's marvellous to be here. I'm a gratefully recovered convulsive overeater from Carrickfergus um, in Northern Ireland. And um, yeah, what a chapter. So what really called out to me was trying to get a new attitude and a new relationship with uh, our creator, with my creator. So the first time I did step five, I had so much work. I had two full scap uh, uh, books and my bless my um, sponsor. She really was so patient and helped me. And what she did say to me uh, was that um, my church attendance should be nourishing me. And really it wasn't. It was more painful and nourishing. And that gave me the courage to to change the church that I went to. And um, I really appreciated that. And I went there for four years till it stopped nourishing me. And I'm currently in one that does, uh, which is a joy. But also it has it has been a great adventure, do you know, in Bill, we lost you. I'm sorry. I got oh, muted. There you are. <laughs> so You're it's back. Been, uh, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Thank you mm-hmm. for letting me know. Um, so, yeah, part of that adventure has been now to start a two-way prayer um, meeting. And this particular one acknowledges the feminine divine, which is gorgeous. And what I love is it's very practical. This morning at the meeting I heard from my creator um, through the writing was that my distracted, if I just read it, if you don't mind, your addict mind is easily distracted. And if you cannot do a job totally, you do not want to start. This is a mistake. Cleaning one window is better than cleaning none. Writing one letter is better than writing none. Doing a little tidying is better than doing none. All is well. I am pleased and happy with you. That's just part of the writing. But you know what happened? I've written a letter that I've been putting off and I started cleaning windows. (laughs) um, I've cleaned three upstairs windows. It feels an awful lot better. So I love that this relationship with my creator is very practical. And I love these meetings and I love being here and uh, hearing what everybody has to say. It's been awesome. It's awesome every day and today is no different. Amy, thank you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Phil. Okay. So we have Lynn S. up. Lynn, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Lynn S., press star one to mute. Good morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. This step had an amazing, profound effect on me. I had no trouble admitting to God 
and I had no trouble admitting to another human being what I had done. Blah, 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 blah. I can tell you a chapter and verse. Sit down, pull up a chair. I'll tell you everything I did. Mm-hmm. Where the real problem was, was honestly admitting to myself what I had done. And this struck me only a couple of years ago when I've been in program for 32 years. And it was when I was recounting yet again or reflecting on or whatever a situation with my dad and his caregiver and me and how my dad and the caregiver, how they broke up our home and he moved her in and he called her the other daughter and she did this and blah and blah and all this jazz and they broke up our home and this is terrible. And I could see, yeah, okay, you know, I guess I'm selfish or I'm this or that, whatever, you know, people suggested. And yes, I could see and I treated them badly. But that was all the superficial stuff. And one day it just hit me and knocked me on my butt. They didn't break up the home. I did. I was the one who refused to go in the house when she was there. I was the one who refused to talk to her if she answered the phone. I was the one who did all that stuff in my anger and in my need to retaliate and in my getting revenge and in my being so hurt. Well, this watch this, I'll do this, and my stubbornness and my selfishness. And when that hit me, and this is the way I find program works for me, the superficial stuff is really easy, but over the years, you get another deeper understanding. The longer you're around, the more you work the steps. And that one understanding that I had that settled from my mouth, my head, my mouth, then into my heart opened up so much more. The ability to recover so much more when I truly began to admit to myself what I had done. Ticking off boxes in an inventory doesn't work for me. But the admission with God and to myself exactly what I've done, the deeper heart-resonating admissions has been a miracle in my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lynn. Okay, we have Royce. Royce Sam, please go ahead. Good morning, everybody, um, and thank you for your service. Um, thank you, everybody, for for being here. Um, I had to claim my seat this morning. Um, I love this paragraph because I remember when I first went through um, the steps, and it was, and I, you know, my sponsor said it was like a dirty diaper. You know, we want to do this as quick as we can. And then I want you to unload it and get it off of your plate. Well, it went it went on for like over 20 hours of work. I kept thinking I was almost done. I was almost done. And my sponsor would say, okay, um, you know, do you have anything else? Can you think, why don't you sit for an hour? And I mean, like stuff just poured out, like back to like when I was five. And, and I'm thinking, how is this going to really, as I started digging, how is this really going to do anything? But I tell you what, once I, I read it um, to my sponsor, 
it was like this freedom that I had never known from the, all these people in my life that I made the villain, you know, the, the lady at, at school drop-off in her skinny tight clothes that was, you know, you know, I thought was snotty and whatever, didn't like my kid or all these people that I made to be bad in the world in the last year and a half since I've started this program have are actually good people. I, I, I can say honestly that I've seen the other side of people and it was me. It was me being insecure. So how, how wonderfully liberating that we have a God that we draw closer to by admitting our being humble and admitting our faults. And then he loves us and takes us back and accepts us and frees us. I mean, I just, I've never had freedom. I'm almost 50 and I've never had freedom like this in my whole entire life. And I'm, I just feel so lucky. And, and I, it's like, I feel like people that aren't in programs, I kind of feel bad for them because uh, I'm like, God, you know, there's a better way. You know, I feel like it just, this is the way to live. And um, even in the, I'm in the dating world because I'm, I'm going through a divorce and the, when I meet people and, you know, I, I start it, getting in a relationship or whatever, um, or, or just any friends, anybody that comes into my life, the program is such a big part of me. And I see when I, the way that, that, that others interact with the world, I just, I, I just think this is the best thing that ever happened to me. So I thank you for um, listening and have a great day, everybody, and a great weekend. I pass. Thank you so much, Roseanne. Okay, so we have time for one two-minute share. Would someone like to take us out? This is Marielle. Marielle, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, Marielle from New Jersey. I'm a compulsive favorite in the process of recovery today. Thanks for your service and for all the shares. And I believe deeply that in order to be able to get to step four or five, we have to believe in step one. In other words, we have to admit that we're powerless over food and that our lives can be, become unmanageable. If we don't admit that, then we cannot go ahead with all the steps. And uh, it's a program not about wanting it or having to do it. It's a program of doing it. And the doing it translates into action. And that's what we have to take is action. Um, I, the next thing I feel that I did is I trusted, I trust the program and I believe in the program. And in order to, once I believe and trust the program, I can do the steps. And when I get, I got to step five, I believe that I was very, I have a lot of humility and honesty. And that was the only way that I was able to share it with, with another person and with God and even admitting it to myself. And, and like I said, it all requires to be very humble and honest and once we are in step five, we start feeling a little bit of freedom, a little bit of freedom, like we were able to admit many things that had made us do the wrong things and yeah. our behavior. Thank you so much for letting me share. 
Thank you so much. And on that note, we're going to wrap up another awesome Vision for You meeting. And I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following uh, the closing of this meeting. The share ID for today, Friday, July 16th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting is 17,367. That's 17367. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Vanita L. please read a vision for you? Yes. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask God in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man and woman who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with God is right and event, great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand your higher power. Admit your faults to God and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely beat some of us as you judge the, ho- the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.